epic gumdrop, sweeter than a new bionic eye. Hey, James. Hey, Jeff. You, you know, hmm. today we're going to talk about your favorite thing in the history of things. It's the best. Yes, because I know when you get a new game, you're like, yes, I get to read new rules. Oh. I... Yeah, I I enjoy reading long, boring, technical things. I yes. really, I genuinely yes, do. Yes, it's true. And rules are one of those things I thought I would enjoy more than I do, because I don't. I hate reading. No, rules. I like. I was gonna say you have a love hate relationship with rules, and then I thought, no, he has a hate hate relationship. Yeah, it's with mostly rules. hate. And I think most people just don't like technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, procedural documents of any kind. Yes. Um. That's a thing you don't want to have to do. I, yeah, I have a perverse love of, like, like I've never written game rules. And I used to be a technical editor for a short time, and I did technical writing. And for semiconductor driver manuals, which is like editing phone books. Yes. It is literally as fun as editing a phone book. Um, So I can sustain a dense degree of boringness just to qualify my statements that are going to follow. But... I, I've never tried to write game rules. No. Um, I imagine it to be a difficult activity. So I kind of ran through, I, we were always talking about how horrible game rules are. And I think we pick the details apart and try to figure yeah. out why they're bad. So after some research, yep. consulting the internet, I... It's, Looking at your game rules in the games you own. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, how would I approach game rule design? Mm-hmm. And thought, well, it really is largely a technical writing job. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that, give it to us. What's the magic formula for making comprehensible and functional game rules? Well, just find a friend with a camcorder and make a gameplay video. Yep. That's, that's step that, one. We're done. Yep. Absolutely. That's, uh, yes. no, I think, uh, the, the first start is just the, like all writing things, audience, mm-hmm. who are you writing this for? So you've got three, I think three main audiences, which is, the, the new gamer, somebody yep. who picked this thing up and thought, man, the art on this is phenomenal. I'm going to play this game. Yep. Or let's get back into gaming. You got your casual gamer who games once in a while and mm-hmm. likes to try out the odd new thing. And then the experienced person who looks at a game and just somehow osmotically has already learned the rules just yes. because they're that good. Yes. Um, they can look at the board and go, okay, this is how it must play. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's a fourth. There's four categories. And then right. there's us, which is the frazzled parents trying to game with kids. Yes. And sometimes in very inadvisedly learning rules while playing with kids. Which which goes against worst idea uh, ever. Which goes against everything we we taught in how to teach a game on yes. our Breaking Dads podcast. Absolutely. Eons ago now, it yeah, seems like. It does seem like. Yes. Yeah, never ever. Always read the rules. Always read the rules play. first and watch the video. It's just kids you think. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. Kids don't abide downtime. No. No, they're not big on, oh, I'll wait here while you look that up. They can barely wait for a turn, let yes. alone for you to look up an arcane rule. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, with those three audiences, you kind of have to hit all three in one rule set. Mm-hmm. And that's a difficult thing to do. So you're hitting the edge cases. You're hitting everything, um, the overview stuff. You're trying to make it as clean and fluff-free as possible mm-hmm. so that you it's appealing. It's not an arduous task, yeah. but it's just something... You get playing as quickly as possible. Exactly. It's not a barrier to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then, you know, just structurally, the biggest thing is the language mm-hmm. uh, on that. It's grade nine, not PhD. Well, that's the audience level really to aim for. The language is concise sentences, short, mm-hmm. precise words, 
not weird, ambiguous statements, you know, not having these run on sentences that just, uh, there's, a, there's a really great video we'll post on uh, the link for this at breakingdads.com. Breakingdads.com? Breakingdads.com. And we will, uh, it's, we need to start telemarketing, I think. I really we sound like a product. Um, Mike Selinker did a talk yeah. at uh, PAX where he gave some examples. They are the, the some of the finest examples of horribly written rules. But yeah. he, he breaks one down and you're just like, yeah, it's like a university level language. Mm-hmm. And, and one, you know, sentences that run on an entire paragraph with literally no stops. You just, they just yeah. go. He's like, you can't do it. Like, No, you shouldn't. You the, can't. If if the person trying to play your game has to first like get out a pencil and break down the sentence, yeah. you've done it wrong. Yeah, or yeah. if they have to learn some kind of like cyclical breathing to get yes. through the explanation to everyone else at the table. Um, and, and also uh, flavor text. Keep it to, you know, I like flavor text and keep it to a minimum. Keep it to a minimum and put it in a defined area in a defined font. So that I know yeah. when I'm reading this that I can skip over it if I'm exactly. referencing something or if I'm just trying to learn it for myself. What example recently? Uh, Doomtown will be yes. a big one. And they did, I think, a good job for the most part separating yeah. the flavor task text. It was in italics. But then they kept, because it's an old Westy game, and so they kept old Westy language even in the actual it rules. It slip in in the weirdest yeah. places. It was inconsistent. And I think that's when you have the same person writing the, the rules and the flavor text, yeah. and they're probably building it as one document at one time instead of building the rules and then adding the flavor text after, exactly. which is, I think, the preferred method. I think as they tweet, it's like they almost wrote the whole thing in flavor text and then... Uh, modified it and as they modified it they just did, were didn't have the heart they, they probably have the whole they thing in flavor tired. text and they got to the end and they're reading it and they're like god darn it <laughs> this ain't good enough to hold up a hoot and then blah, 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 blah. and then yeah spit in a spittoon and yes. realized it was all and then after a week stay at let's call it a hospital yeah <laughs> they were feeling much more refreshed oh. but I, I do they did a nice job of where when it's clear that it's flavor text mm-hmm. it fits it's themey yep it's themey and it's I like that. it's italicized and you can ignore it if you want yeah it's not overwhelming yeah. and it's it doesn't have that uh, other layout problem which is it's not a massive block of text no they did a really good job breaking up the text in yeah. that yes so uh, short paragraphs mm-hmm. so you can if you quickly need to go find something and you you your semi photographic memory remembers where it vaguely is you go, oh, it's somewhere around page three. Ah, oh, there it is. There it I is. can see it because it's in, in its own little paragraph. Yeah, the paragraph under this topic. Yay. So headings, subheadings, um, just, yeah, logical flow and breaking it up into little chunks is, is nice because your brain can parse that instead of, you know, 25 sentences in a giant wall of mm-hmm. text that and, runs from margin to margin. And we realize some games are a lot easier to put in a logical flow when they're games where you have uh, very limited options per turn. Yeah. And some games, you have so many different options that it's it's hard not to write a rule book that's not chunked up all over the place because the thing you might want to do on turn one exactly. isn't discussed until page 37 of the rule book. Yeah. And, yeah, it can get difficult. Yeah, and when you got to pull out those external references of, we'll, we'll deal with this in page 16. Yeah. Refer to the other manual. Yeah. That, yeah. there's there's ways of dealing with it yeah but, um at yep. least give us a section titled everything you could possibly do yeah exactly. <laughs> that's fine i can find it in that somewhere i found um you know a, a meteor one that we i refer to i just because i use it so much the netrunner rulebook mm-hmm. it's by and large well written it breaks out things into those chunks like yep. the runner's turn the corpse turn and 
but at the end of the day, there's still things that you're just like, oh, they could have dealt with this mm -hmm. better as a, you know, it's got an index, but there's still things missing. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it is a hard trade off between usability and exhaustion, exhaustiveness. Yes. Um, but yeah, and on the text front, uh, void fancy fonts. Mm -hmm. uh, don't use them, please. Ever. Yeah, it might be cool for your setting. Yeah, it's thematically appropriate. Yeah. But, but gothic uh, is hard to read. It is. It's tiring on the eyes, and it just makes you not want to get through the rest of the book. And don't do gothic in six point. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I shouldn't need a, you know, a, a electron, electron microscope. microscope. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking for to read that it's uh and i'm looking at you mage knight rules yes which are really nice i've actually enjoyed those rules mm -hmm. uh, you just wanted the bigger book i don't want the yeah the long-term disability i'm going to have yes it's yeah give me like spend the 25 cents on paper I'll, i will pay it i will gladly pay it please just give me easier to read rules and mm. it's also easier than to kind of scan and jump around yeah um but they did a nice job of images, which mm -hmm. is another big one. They lots of little pullouts. Yeah, so so you're fine with every decision they made except for the the, the font size, size of the font. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be my eternal gripe. No, but I, I actually think they're they're fairly well done rules. I've had no mm -hmm. issues with them so far. Um, I mean, maybe I've just misunderstood them because I'm making up the words. Now that never happens with you in games. No, no, I've never understood, misunderstood. <laughs> no, no, you're you're always good by the fourth play though. I think so. Yeah, so that's... But I will read rules like 20 times. Mm, yeah, you're obsessive about it. I'm much more of a, I'll figure this out as I go along kind yeah. of guy. And I don't well, know... I, I read, I play, I read, I play, I read, I play, yeah. I play, I read. Like, just back and forth. And, I and never, then you watch the videos in between as well. Yeah, and yeah. I never really stop reading the rules. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, at some point, I do feel mastery over the game. Right. That takes a while. <laughs> at that point, do you then just take the game box out, put it on the floor, point at it, and say, I own you? Exactly. Is that a thing that happens in your house? or oh, Just me? Okay. No, the uh, the Will Wheaton thing that happened recently with yes. Kingdom Builder. I, I thought, you know, okay, Kingdom Builder is not a hard game. No. But I think we talked on a previous podcast. The first three times me and my brother-in-law played that, we misplayed subtle rules. Yep. And I think it's because they looked really easy. Yes. We, you know, just glossed over it. Well, and went, there's two oh. reasons. They looked, they looked really easy. And the idea the that it appeared that the rule book was written in another language yes. and then translated into this language. Because it wasn't until you read the French rules yes. that you found, realized your mistake. Well, that sectors was actually referring to quadrants. Yes. I was like, what is a sector? Is that a grouping of land or river? Yeah, or sectors is that... has so many it different definitions. Anything. Exactly. Whereas quadrant is very specific. Yes. And it's also an English word. Yes. That we could have just used. They could have just used. Yeah. But no, we went to the French sectors. rules and went, oh, quadrant. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so I could see how that guy or lady, whatever, unnamed producer person that got thrown under the bus made a mistake. Yes. It's, it would happen. Yeah. No, it's it's... Even on a simple game, though, sometimes yep. it's deceptive, and I think that's the... Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever played a game and not realized halfway through, oh, we've been doing this wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's the rules' fault. Sometimes it's just pure mental processing fault. Uh, sometimes, I mean, the fact that we read rules in English, I think, hinders us a lot of the time because English is a purposely vague language and malleable as well. So, yes, they used a word that was correct... But that's not really what it means. I mean, that's what it means in the dictionary, but yeah. it's not what it means. Yeah the, yeah. the reference of what you're supposed to do pops mm -hmm. up in the wrong place and you're suddenly yep. going down the rabbit hole. Yes. 
unintentionally. And you're thinking, ah, oh, this seems really overpowered. There's no way yeah. this should be allowed. Oh, we, we were English. playing Doomtown. We were playing Doomtown the other day. With we were teaching it to someone, hmm. and he's like, I've got a combo here. I can get infinite money. Right. Yeah, yeah that. <laughs> you know, I can just keep using this power and moving it over. And I'm like, no, that can't be right because. That can't be right. And it took four adult game players. And it took me like reading the rule book and the walkthrough book a bunch of times to finally find the part where it's like, okay, you can only use each noon play power once. Which makes per sense. Noon, which makes sense. But we couldn't. Like, why is it so buried in the yeah. rules, this one? That seems like that's a core rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like that happen. And I like the Doomtown rules. I hold them up as an yeah. example of great way of writing rules. Yeah, and yet I still, so. I didn't get everything out of it i don't think i've ever read a set that i was a hundred percent happy with battleship maybe battleship yeah because yeah. i love looked, letter i looked at the box and i knew the rules yeah yeah love letter i yeah, I, I, I read so. i i skimmed the rules i never fully read the rules no because i don't it's all on the cards it's like okay you you have one in your hand and you draw one yeah done and then later it's like oh we had a tie on the baron oh, okay now i have to actually look yeah and find out what the tiebreaker then, rule yeah. is. Yeah. Manchikoro was pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Any of the, like, like Carcassonne, any of the gateway games seem mm-hmm. to have pretty, uh, the one-page or two-page rule sets. Yeah. Carcassonne rules actually were really nicely laid out because mm-hmm. it was very logical. And when I had to go and check something, it was took you one second because it was so well organized. Yeah. I wonder if part of that's just it's been refined so much over the years. I, it could be. It is a, incredibly refined because mm-hmm. even the edge cases, you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It's in an example. Or like I don't think I've had an example yet where I would, couldn't find my answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the simple games, deceptive but still so important. Yes. Um, and then the big games where Ugh. where we're seeing those. I, I don't know if it's always been the case or if it's a more contemporary thing where you see the two kinds of books that are yeah. given to you. One being the gameplay, um, and off whatever first time play or whatever or guided walk-through walk-through reference. Or, or, yeah. And then the reference document mm-hmm. that is a little meatier, maybe not so well laid out, but yeah. it's more of a reference guide as opposed to being a um, gameplay guide. Mm-hmm. I think that has worked well. It's a good way to go. I think it helps with people's impatience in the year 2015. Yeah. You know, people want, it's I just bought this game. Let I want to play it. Exactly. So the, the walkthrough is nice. Um, I do, um, I, I'm going to bring up Doomtown again because mm-hmm. their walkthrough what I loved about their walkthrough that I haven't seen in others, it's not just here's the actions you're taking, but they would put in here's what you might be thinking. Here's why you're making yes. these decisions. That, I remember when you said that, when you read the rule, and, yeah. they, and they did that. That was one of the few times I was like, that is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, because it really helped you understand the mechanics of the game yeah. and how they relate to what you're trying to accomplish. Because I think a lot of game players ask that question when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Exactly. Yeah. What's it, the reason for this? And that that helps you absorb and accept the theme of the game mm-hmm. when you don't have to feel this kind of this disparity between what you're doing and what you're thinking and the, yeah. the feeling of it. And now I will say all the, that all the thoughts were written in flavor text as yes. well, <laughs> referring to cheating varmints. And I was playing guitar slowly as you read them to yes. me. <laughs> Crackling fire. Guitar or banjo. Kitchen. I'm not entirely sure which one it was, but <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, those two documents having the two, I, I've enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, th- I think you're right. It gets the impatient YouTube kind of, per, you know, person yep. like me. It, uh, it helps me out a lot. Um, and then the, the simple, subtle things that, you know, are nice to have. They're niceties. They're not always essential, but mm-hmm. an index, a table Ugh. of contents. You know, they take a little time to a build. A table of contents. If you're not going to have an index, you better have a table of contents. Well, the the I, index oh. is so nice. If you've yeah. got any 
weird words again netrunner yeah if you've got anything with a lexicon of its own mm-hmm. you have to have an index yeah or, or at a least glossary. a glossary yeah, yeah yeah but then it's nice to also know where you've referenced it in the rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. memory units how many of those do i start with let me shuffle through this yes um and then the intro high level overview that's mm-hmm. kind of nice just tell me what is this world about where are we going what is the victory conditions? Yeah. Like, what is what am I trying to accomplish at the end of this game? Exactly. And not, not in the flavor world of building the grandest city. No. No. Tell me how I win. Yeah. Because that's... You need that, points. Well, you need coins. You need to the, kill someone. The first thing you're going to want to teach someone when you're teaching them how to play the game is, what is the point at the end of the day? Exactly. Yeah. And you can fluff it up with flavor, but seriously, just tell me. Okay. Buy cards. Play them. That's my city. Got it. Citadel's done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think one I, again I I don't know when we thought about doing this topic I, yep. I don't know if it's aimed at new uh, young game designers or who I think we're just crying at the world like people make better rules whoever you are listening to this just make better rules but yeah. um, I think one mistake that might happen I'm not a hundred percent sure but I suspect is that nobody really likes writing rules mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like writing. Um, let alone technical writing, or if it's not something that's in their comfort zone. So when they've been asked to take this fairly, you know, involved, complicated thing that they've constructed, this beautiful, you know, gearbox of, you know, wonder, and now they've got to convert it into language. Mm -hmm. And that's a very difficult process for some people. And I think people put it off Mm -hmm. because, you know, the rules, when you see rule sets that um, have errata, yeah, that on the websites, just loads of it. You kind of think, yeah, they didn't really give this rule book to the playtesters. Mm-hmm. Like, or there's also, I think, a lot of times they don't write the rules early in the process because they feel it's going to be too fluid. Right. And because they don't like writing the rules in the first place, yeah. the idea of then scrapping a bunch of things that you right. didn't want to write in the first place to it, add new stuff—it was already hard enough work. Yeah, I think so. I think that happens a lot. But I think if. If people would do it, it would mm-hmm. all it would help your design process for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would give you would get feedback throughout the yeah. whole process, and people would say this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I need to know this. Why? Why? And then they, you would start writing the why questions into your rules. Exactly. You could also fix ridiculous typos. That's a crazy idea. I know that's absurd. Yeah. I again in this year, th- there is no excuse to have a typo. There no. really isn't on a on a game that you've spent you know a year developing. Yes. To have a typo. Like, and not that it, a typo ruins a game. You didn't write a novel. Yes. You wrote, <laughs> you, you wrote sub 20 pages of, you know, like, no, not acceptable. <laughs> not just, you're just done. I am, I, uh, uh, as somebody who's done too much proofreading, I, <laughs> unnecessary typos are, especially nowadays. You yep. Just, no. Yeah. It's, uh, but let, let, let your friends proofread. Let your cat proofread. Let it, any living being proofread it for you. Someone who has not played the game exactly. should look at the rules. Totally. Yes. Um, I think some other considerations that people might want to have mm-hmm. when designing rules is when you keep it simple, it might help in the translation process that you, right. you may go through later if your game is successful. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking ahead on that, uh, in on the front of having your game find a wider international audience, it could be that uh, the game was successful because the original rule set was so well-written that people weren't afraid to play the game. Yep. Because rules yep. can definitely scare people off. You Absolutely. buy this beautiful game, you crack it open, you're excited, you dump out all the you know the 1,500 components, and then you look at the rule set and you just cry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will learn that one day. 
Yeah, after, well, exactly. And after I read War and Peace. You delay learning the rules, and that means you don't bring it up in your game group, and it doesn't get played. And, and if you have a hard time internalizing them, mm-hmm. you don't want to introduce it to your game group. Yeah, because they're really going to want to know how to play. And they're going to break it. Yeah, well, and they're yeah. going to break you, because they're yes. going to ask you, like, they'll be, like, looking at you, like, why don't you fully know the rule set? And yes. he's like, well, let's just look at it. It's so hard. And it's in six-point gothic. And they'll feel pity for you. They won't feel pity for no, you. No, they will not. No, they'll just move on to just, another game. Meh. Um, I guess also try your best to do a rata. Yeah. Get them out quick as soon as you find out. And I understand not all game companies are Fantasy Flight and have uh, listed on their job section of their website a, uh, you know, hiring uh, technical um, editors on freelance basis or proofreaders. Yes. That is noble that they do that. And I understand they're, mm-hmm. they need that because of the, the degree of complexity of those games. But yep. that would be something that would be nice. If this is something you hate doing, maybe consider writing it into your budget because you can get a technical editor or a proofreader for n- nothing. Just give them a cup of coffee. Absolutely. Smile at them. Yes. but They're I mean, lonely people. I agree. They need <laughs> human contact. It's you not, can get them. It's not art. It's not no. that expensive in the design process. Yeah. And I, I get, again, the people are thinking of this at the end of the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, man, it would be so nice if they thought more about it at the beginning just i I agree i think even if the game community as a whole put about five percent more effort into the rules and avoided little things like uh gameplay examples that are written in the rules that are incorrect yes you know like little things like that that would really wait i just read the rules and this contradicts what i was reading doesn't it which is correct yeah and that's not questions someone playing the game for the first time should be asking yeah so uh, try not to do that. No. Try uh, try to make it readable. Try to make it organized. And try to make it better. Just 5%. 5%, I think, would be a, a big change. I think so. Yeah. I think, and yeah, reading lots of rules, just like any writer would, you know, read lots of books. Mm-hmm. I think reading, reading rules for games you don't even intend to play. Yep. Um, getting the breadth of scope of reading short games, long games, any game you can, I mean, they're all available online too. Mm-hmm. And I'm now taking to reading rule sets before I will play a game yep. just and to check it out. I'm like, if this is just horrendous, <laughs> but it, now you can yep. learn a lot about it. Absolutely. And you should read rules for games that you don't even consider games like Yahtzee and um, Monopoly and Scrabble. All those games have rule books and they're extremely well written. Right. Which is one of the reasons the they're popular. Su- exactly. Yeah, like Aunt Betty will play Yahtzee because she knows how to play Yahtzee because it's a one-page document. And I know it's a simple game, Yeah. but, you know, at the end of the day, your mechanics are going to be something, and you have to describe them in some way. We're going to have to go to the Hasbro to, you know, check the errata on this. And yeah. Then... <laughs> oh, it's on page 256 of the errata. You want to print that out, Aunt yeah, Betty? Yeah, I would... <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, you're not sorry because yeah. uh, under the new rules, under the, yeah, you no. go back to the beginning when you hit me when I'm an odd-numbered square. So, oh, on Thursdays. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to articulate arcane stuff like that. Yeah, abstractions. But you have to. You do. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know who this was aimed at. I think it was aimed at, you know. Up and coming game designers who, who would definitely listen to this podcast. Ab- as absolutely, they I mean, like if they know what's good for them. Yeah, what obscure and and <laughs> yeah, or maybe just people who have read rules before and are like, yeah, man, commiserate with us. I agree. Yeah, yeah, raise a glass. Yeah, 
yeah. So hopefully we get a, a... I think rules, by and large, are getting better. I think so. I hope so. I think as the games get better and, and people are struggling to get their game to a wider market mm-hmm. and to get their game noticed, mm-hmm. people are putting, not just in the video front, better effort, which is lovely. Yes. Uh, but also in the written rules, which is e- even more sometimes critical than the, the lovely gameplay videos because mm-hmm. you really need those core rules to be well Understandable. executed. Understandable. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah, so we'll get there. I hope that we didn't... We, we weren't whining during this, were we? I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't. so. Oh, I hope not. And I don't think this was as uh, well organized as a really poorly written rule set, I think. Yeah, if you could look at this, the structure of this podcast as a good example of so, what not to do as well. And that's what we strive to be, an example, a shining beacon I think it was. of light. Yeah, we've, then we've done our job. So let me know at, uh, at Epic Gumdrop. You know, just tell me how, how unbearable was this experience at rated zero through five. And give me some room for improvement. Yeah. And if you have a rule set out there that you think is the worst written rules ever in the history of rules, uh, let us know. Because uh, sometimes they're so bad, they're good. It's true. Entertaining. Yeah. And we, we need more entertainment in our life, clearly. Yes. <laughs> so we don't have bedtime reading of rules. That's right. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Until then, keep reading. <laughs>